Chapter Thirteen of Stephen Mitchell's Journey by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Thirteen Plans for a Through Line. Nevertheless, Helen Ransom continued to be interested in Stephen Mitchell. She had resolved, as we are aware, that his family should be called upon that very afternoon and that she and her brother would ride there for that purpose notwithstanding the fact that she knew he had not been on horseback since one bright day in the early spring when he rode with gertrude temple miss ransom had never seen gertrude temple in her life but she had a supreme contempt for that young woman and resolved that by so much at least the power of association connected with her should be broken her brother should ride with her she would urge it on the ground of her own enjoyment of that exercise and let him understand that she considered it selfish in him to debar her from it those two arguments she knew her brother well enough to realize would be potent with him he had no desire to nurse his disappointment at the expense of other people's pleasure oh my sakes said sarah jane mitchell gazing from her upper window away down the road what a cloud of dust look here mother quick there's a young woman coming on horseback my doesn't she ride pretty though i declare if it ain't mr ransom with her and she's that girl i see in church sunday i do wonder who she is don't they look nice together mother if i could ride a horseback like that wouldn't it be too splendid for anything she's got a dark blue mother as true as you live and breathe they are coming here they have turned up our lane oh good land what will i do now say mother do go down and tend to them won't you it's the minister you know and he will have to see you just to think of his coming here to call on us i'm all in a fluster but i must put on my green dress before i can come down this one ain't fit to be seen oh good land of pity do hurry mother he's got her off her horse and they're coming up the stoop together in the wildest excitement sarah jane dashed like a great green grasshopper about her room putting herself with frantic haste into her green dress twice buttoning it wrong in her hurry and at last very red of face and almost breathless made her way downstairs just as her mother was coming up to call her i don't know how they did it she explained to stephen afterward but they hadn't been here three minutes before i felt as though i had known them all my life they were just as nice and easy and pleasant as if we were old friends mother she did it up real nice too you would have been proud of her steve this is my daughter she said and miss ransom got up and came over to me just like a queen oh a great deal nicer than a queen because she would have been stuck up miss ransom wasn't a bit she held out her hand and said how do you do miss mitchell i saw you in church sunday i am glad to know you and she kept hold of my hand and turned to the minister and said my brother mr ransom miss mitchell and then he shook hands as cordial as could be and said he was glad to meet some of his flock away out here that he hadn't known until to-day that his people were so far out and then they both sat down and talked just as pleasant as if they were real glad to talk to us and mother told them how far she was from church and how much church was to her and all that 
but one of Miss Ransom's remarks had astonished Sarah Jane. "'I hope your brother is at home, Miss Mitchell. We want especially to meet him and ask him about some people of whom he was telling me yesterday, and my brother wants to make his acquaintance.' "'Steve?' Sarah Jane had said in bewilderment, turning a rosier red than before and looking over helplessly to her mother. "'Why, yes,' said Mrs. Mitchell, who in the days gone by had had knowledge of pastoral calls and knew how to conduct herself. "'Stephen is at home. He is digging potatoes. Sarah Jane, you run and find him, will you, and tell him the minister is here. I am sorry my husband isn't home.' the mother had continued. He has gone up the road a ways this afternoon. He'll be real sorry not to see you. And then Sarah Jane had gotten herself out of the room, much astonished. How well her mother conducted the conversation! How nice it was for her to say that about father! But Steve, how was she going to manage about him? Ministerial calls, or any calls for that matter, had been unknown quantities in the Mitchell family for years, and the idea of inducing Steve, with his horror of all womankind especially, to come in and receive a call, was not to be entertained for a moment. She followed him like one dazed, as, having received her astounding news, he dropped his hoe suddenly and went toward the water trough to wash his hands. "'I don't look over and above respectable,' he said, surveying himself ruefully, but if you will slip up the back stairs, Sarah Jane, and get my coat, I reckon I'll do. Yes, said Sarah Jane, almost breathless, I will. And as she dashed up the back stairs in eager haste, she wondered to herself if barbarian and civilization and champion could have anything to do with Steve's astonishing behavior. While the minister interested himself in Stephen, Sarah Jane was lifted to the seventh heaven of delight by the realization that Miss Ransom was actually giving the most of her attention to herself. She asked her innumerable questions about the farm, the animals, the garden, the woods in the vicinity, and the wild flowers that bloomed there, and seemed to be interested in her answers. Presently she roused to the fact that the minister was addressing her. I beg you pardon, Miss Mitchell, but may I interrupt you for a moment and ask my sister a question? Helen, what would you think of waiting here for me while Mr. Mitchell pilots me to the Lucas home? He tells me that across lots it is a comparatively short walk, and I would like to be introduced by him to the family if it can be arranged. Miss Ransom expressed herself as entirely willing to remain as long as should be necessary, and Sarah Jane forgot to be overwhelmed with delight over this new plan in her astonishment that Steve was actually going to pilot the minister across lots to the Lucases. What could have made him willing to do it? She had never known Steve to act like that before in his life. She gazed on him with almost anxiety, a vague feeling that he might be going to die, and that this was some mysterious process of getting ready, such as she had heard about, flitted through her mind. But Stephen looked exceedingly unlike a youth who was failing in health or strength. His cheeks had never been redder, and his eyes had a look in them such as she had never noticed before. 
he was evidently willing to take the minister across lots else he would not have explained that there was any such route it was a charming september afternoon not too warm for comfort part of the way across the fields led along the margin of a gurgling brook which the minister at least admired very much it had not occurred to stephen mitchell before this that it was a subject for admiration i know very little about farming said the minister looking around him with interest and sending his eyes away across the level fields i have often wished that i had had opportunities in my boyhood days to study farm life i like the country everything about it interests me i believe i should make a good farmer if i had begun early enough do you like the work no said stephen frankly i hate it do you i am sorry to hear that it always seemed to me such clean healthful independent work then too it would be so interesting to watch the constant and marvellous changes and to experiment and improve them year to year stephen eyed him with a half doubtful half cynical expression i would like to know how he burst forth at last there ain't no changes about it so far as i can see it's just hoe and dig and plough and harrow and all them things over and over and over again till you're sick and tired of the whole of it at it early and late day after day just tugging along oh but you forget the harvests think of the pleasure of seeing things grow that your own hands have planted watching them develop from day to day getting stronger moving toward maturity moving as steadily as they can toward that for which they were created then there is the experimenting to see what sort of seed will produce the best results what sort of care such and such seeds need and whether by a little extra effort you can produce a greater harvest or one better in quality than was ever produced on that piece of ground before and so create a demand for your work in the market oh i should think it would be very fascinating work the returns are so quick and in a sense so sure stephen was silent and very thoughtful this was a phase of farm life which had never been presented to him before there were little hints in it which held his admiring thoughts he might like to do something of that kind but he presently presented some of his objections you can't do any of them things unless you are rich poor folks that ain't got anything to do with must just plod along in the same old way day in and day out and fight with bugs and worms and all kinds of pesky things that are doing their level best to upset what little harvest you can get this land is all run out anyhow then i should learn how to revive it said the minister briskly there are ways of rejuvenating land you know making it young and fresh again i have a friend who is studying in that line now he is trying to find out just what changes to make in his field that will enrich the land he has been reading and studying in that direction for some months years indeed i may say he has advanced some theories already which have upset the old ideas and what is better has proved by his own experience that his theories are probably correct no i think you are wrong about its needing money it is like most other things my friend it needs brains and perseverance and pluck in the face of difficulties 
do you intend to be a farmer mr mitchell it was certainly a simple enough question yet there was something about it which made the blood flush to stephen's very temples nobody had ever asked him before in his life what he meant to be i am not sure that it had ever occurred to him that he ever could be anything in particular he had just expected to live along somehow getting through with day's works and getting to bed only to get up in the morning to another day's work this until his ambition had been aroused about that curious list of words and whereunto they were expected to lead he had not planned there had simply been born into his heart a desire to know the meaning of words he looked up with a sudden accession of interest into the minister's face and found that young man's keen gray eyes fixed upon him studying him apparently he dropped his eyes under the gaze and half laughed as he said i don't know i'm sure there ain't anything else for me to be i don't know as i ever expected to be anything i have to work on the farm you see we've got that and we ain't got anything else and father ain't able to do the work alone i don't suppose i'd do it if i could help it but i'm here and have got to stay here i ain't a farmer though i ain't anything and i can't say that i have any notion of being why don't you take hold of the farm said the minister speaking with eagerness put all your energies into it and your knowledge and skill and become such a farmer as people in this part of the country have never seen become a farmer who will be quoted in agricultural papers as one who knows and whose opinion is to be received with all due respect lead off in new lines and make yourself a power in all these directions i believe you could do it silence again on stephen's part and that peculiar thrill running through his veins which reached to the ends of his toes perhaps what stephen mitchell needed more than anything else in life was someone to believe in him some one to think that he could be other than a blundering boy who was barely trusted to go to the village on the weekly errands the farm isn't ours he said at last it's mortgaged a big mortgage i guess i never asked how big but i know it takes all the life out of father to think of it why don't you pay the mortgage mr ransom said the words as composedly as if they had been why don't you kick that stone out of your way stephen caught his breath and answered that's what he's been struggling at most as many years as i am old but he ain't got it done no i don't mean your father he is getting to be an old man and should be taken care of and treasured i mean you why don't you take hold of that mortgage and get rid of it me certainly you you are just beginning in life with splendid health and strength and all your powers ready to develop in the direction in which you choose to push them you are just the one to take hold of such a burden it would take years of course but you have years to spare if i were you i would grapple with it i don't know anything about it said stephen excitedly and his voice was growing irritable a sure sign that the minister had accomplished his object and thoroughly roused the young man he would not be likely to drop the subject again his companion understood him 
at least sufficiently well to answer wisely of course you don't if i understand you correctly you have not given the matter any thought have not intended to accomplish this being the case you are not prepared with the ways of doing it most successfully but there is such a thing as learning my friend find out how take hold of it with the energy which any work worth doing deserves throw yourself into it not as a life work but as a means toward an end not as a life work stephen caught at that sentence suppose he should take hold of this farm given the possibility that he could find out how to do it and make a success of it even pay off in the end at least a part of the mortgage it seemed to him that it would take a lifetime in which to do it after he had accomplished that what else could he be fit for in the world not as a life work he said aloud in an inquiring tone what did the minister mean him to think about as a life work seems to me that a fellow who would do all that you have been telling of would need a lifetime to do it in oh i don't doubt that i do not mean that i would not be a farmer all my life if i considered that was my place in the world it is a good useful healthful life a grand life if you make it such but after all it is as i have said a means to an end the true life work you know mitchell is to get ready to graduate graduate stephen could only repeat the words with a helpless stare yes certainly we are at school you know down here just getting ready educating our souls and on graduation day we will receive our diplomas and go home and do the work which has been planned for us that's the real life this life is such a little time it takes all our powers to get ready for commencement end of chapter thirteen